Secret Friends Unite! Welcome to the Secret Friends Unite podcast, episode 402. This is your guide to the geek side, and we are brought by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, use code SFU, and get 20% off with free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, for making this episode possible. You can also find our podcasts on all the available podcasting networks. Go to the Secret Friends Unite network feed, get uh, the Holocron Chronicles for Star Wars, the co-op mode for video games. You get the code 47 for all things Star Trek and SFU Prime, which you're listening to now. When you're done listening with your ears, go to YouTube and, and watch with your eyes to see what we're doing in our backgrounds. And uh, please subscribe and leave a comment there. We'd love to hear from you. And just a big shout out for Chan Selig, um, or Selig Chan. Uh, he won our... Um, custom controller. So congratulations. Mark is taking care of that because he's in Canada and so is Chan. So enjoy that controller and we want pictures. Um, yes. But now on to the show. I am Todd Oxtra, one of your hosts, joined by, joined by Charlie Carden. What's up? I'm back. It was, uh, what a crazy weekend uh, was the reason I was not here, obviously, last time. Grand Rapids Comic Con, which I was talking up. We had our booth with Graham Petoskey, our Star Trek fan club chapter. We also had our first annual meeting, which was amazing, between the booth with um, printed photographs with our prop piece, which is Captain Kirk's chair in the Helm Council, and then our annual meeting with our silent auction, which one of our people organized. We garnered over $1,100 for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which was more than we've ever done by score so it was it was such a busy weekend april and i always take the monday afterwards off and let me tell you we did not barely budge from the couch we were so excited so much work but absolutely so much worth it so if you're listening to the show and you visited us you contributed thank you so much from the bottom of my heart you're out there uh helping uh, a kid you know achieve their ultimate dream you know through your donation so i'm very grateful for that and we saw black panther but that ship has sailed so i'm not going to talk much about that well, very good. Yeah, it's been a uh, kind of a crazy season. We had a lot of anniversaries, birthdays in my family. Um, so now we're kind of getting ready for the holidays. And that's going to be a big part of this theme of this show, Charlie. This this episode will actually come out new. That's something we've done now. It's We're dropping episodes on Tuesday. So we don't yeah. have like this big gap between the news. And so you'll get to hear all about our take on our perfect geek Thanksgiving um, in the Thunderdome. So we're very excited about that. So, Charlie... As we talked uh, last episode, we had Josiah on. We started with a one, number one. Now we're going to right. uh, a number two. So I picked this one. You said you get picked number three. Perfectly fine. Yes. So I picked the A-Team comic. Oh, number two. So great. April 1984. Is... Uh, we've got uh, the, 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 the what it reads is, they're all here. The Face, Howling Mad Murdoch, B.A. Baracus, Amy Allen, Hannibal Smith, and the action never stops. B.A. battles the sumo. Wow. I mean, that is perfect for Thanksgiving, in my opinion, because, you know, who's going to get that other turkey leg? Who's going to get the last, you know, dollop of the macaroni and cheese or the green bean, green bean, you know, or the green, uh, blah, blah, what's the word I'm looking Green bean casserole. Green bean casserole. Thank you. Which is a weird thing. It was funny. My wife was asking our kids, what do you guys want? Whatever. And my son comes back with green bean casserole and she's like, yeah, but I've never made that and it's gross. <laughs> but I, that's the problem when you ask questions. Sometimes you get answers that make no sense from kids it's super easy easy to make a can of green beans uh can of (laughs) cream of chicken soup and those little crispy onions put it in the put it in the oven 
and you it's good. It's tasty. I like it. All right, then you send us pictures and you put them on our Discord or on our Twitter. It's just never been one of our. It's never one been part of our Thanksgiving feast. Somebody somebody typically brings it, and I'm like, I'll eat some. Oh yeah, that's fine. Moving on. Somebody brings them. Yes, indeed. So anyway, this is great. And again, as you and I talked about going back to renumbering, because otherwise we're searching for a 402 or a 507 or a 615 by the time we get there. So now every 100 episodes, we'll just start over again. And so, yes, I'd like. Well, maybe we'll go to like, we'll go to like 101. Maybe we can can do that. We can go like 101, 102. We'll do, maybe we'll see how far this you know, bus takes us in this numbering and then we'll just renumber. It's, it's the perfect Marvel and DC attempt at doing this. But I will say it's interesting that um, we've got, there being basically BA and the Sumura wrestling here, but then we've got a bunch of guys with one guy with a sword that that's holding him back. And then a couple of like, uh, it looks like a Tommy gun. They're being held at bay. Those are those, those gangsters, whoever they're fighting, they're in Japan or they're, you know, Japan adjacent or whatever it is. Uh, that they're, you know, they're a little bit one foot in the past, one foot in the future. Now I'm curious. I'm sure this comic doesn't exist anywhere digitally. You would have to find it, uh, you know, in the 50 cent bin at your local comic shop, because if it existed digitally, the picture you posted wouldn't just be a photograph of the cover because it doesn't exist anywhere else so yeah licensed stuff is hard to find on anybody's app yeah um yeah and i don't know if they if they if this takes place truly takes place in japan then obviously ba had to be drugged because they're not driving a van to japan he he does not fly but uh one person who also is on the no fly list for an entirely different reason tell that would be our very own madam webb she's scared of airplanes because she's also afraid of the sun and so we pretty much keep her off of that. But she is set down at the corner of Hollywood and Vine. She does have her phone, which we did teach her how to use so she's able to look at the internet. Because she always brings us the rumors and news. So let's get on down there. Now it's time for Madam Webb's rumors and news. Take it away, boys. Thank you, Madam Webb. Yes, uh, you have the Jitterbug cell phone, which has five buttons. So I believe those are <laughs> uh, Charlie, Todd, nine one one. Um, I believe the other one is for um, calling David Hasselhoff. Don't know how you got his number. Uh, and the other one, I believe, is for um, uh, Fuber. That's for Feeble. It's Feeble Uber. Um, they come and pick her up, <laughs> and they pick her up in a uh, Model T. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know how she's getting all those hot scoops, but she absolutely pulled it off this week because we are off to the races uh, first and foremost, uh, Sony Spider-Man Universe expanding to television. We have details of a series about the character Silk, Cindy Moon, who boot- burst on the scene. I'm be plucking this from memory in around 2014 for the actual Spider-Verse miniseries, which is which is definitely one of my favorites. It was Cindy Moon, uh, as I had said, uh, she got she actually got her powers from the same Spider. The bit Peter like bit her and then it went woo and landed on her foot or something. It's it's all it's all detailed in there uh, if you read back there. But it was weird. They had this like weird like sexual attraction to each other, which didn't last for very long. Thank God, because um, that was kind of thing. You're like, okay, it, Peter wasn't with Mary Jane at the time. He wasn't cheating around. Uh, but that's this is awesome. So this uh, was reported by Screen Rant. Amazon is looking to move forward with the show. They got Angela Kang from The Walking Dead, which actually wraps up tonight. We're very excited about that in my house because uh, we've been rewatching The Walking Dead. Um, so this is neat. Live action 
I'm scrolling up to see, but I'm, I'm, I'm making that assumption if someone like Angela Kang is involved. Um, moving forward on Amazon Prime. So that's that's pretty sweet, Todd. Any familiarity with this character that you're... Uh, it's actually one of my wife's favorite comics. Uh, oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah right. she, so she likes, she really likes the character. She's read it quite a bit, which is very cool because um, it's a character I'm tangently familiar with from what you've said. I think I've read some of the Spider-Verse comics. So that's kind of cool that she exists. Um, and apparently it's, this is also going to have, um, uh, producers are going to be Phil Lord and Chris Miller are also going to be involved oh, as actually those producers. those guys. Yeah, wow. yeah. And it's kind of neat because what they're doing is it's kind of one of those things with Sony. They don't have a network. Uh, so they're kind of right. playing the field. Who wants the content? And um, the field. Like it's going to go, this is going to go to like MGM plus first which I think they, that used to be MGM. something else. What it used to be that? like, just... it used to be, it used to be like a uh, lion's gate or something. I don't know. It's just one of those weird things. It's, it's a service though. MGM plus, but it's going to go to like Amazon then following once the season wraps okay. up, this will go to Amazon. So this is these one of those weird new deals. And Sony's looking really good because That's they aren't so tied bizarre. to having to create a, a, a service and a network where they have to worry about subscribers and things. They just make the content Compa like the old days, Compa Charlie. Where you'd get like Sony television would put shows on NBC and ABC and then you get like a Fox right. show, but it's there and it's like, why isn't it on this? And it's like, oh, because production houses, there's not always enough spaces back in the old days to fill a, right. a schedule uh, that were open. Right. So you would, so yeah, this is, this is a smart play where content is king and they can make a lot of it and they don't have to worry about do we right. have enough subscribers? Well, th yeah, this this has got to prop up, you know, Paramount Plus, or this has got to prop up Disney or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So, well, this is cool. So I would imagine if this is moving forward, pre-production will be next year. So probably something we'll see in 2024, one would think. Yeah, and I hope this is, I hope this is not like what we've seen with Sony's live action films. And I hope this is more grounded. And I hope with Miller and Lord being involved and then someone that's very responsible, very familiar with TV, uh, you know, with, 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 um, Ms. Kang, you know, I think this could be cool. Um, because yeah. the character that a lot of people say, I don't know who this character is. So it's, not, it, it, I think this is a cool take on a way to introduce characters slowly versus here's the Spider-Man Avengers. You know, in one Spider Avengers. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah, no doubt about it. So, Todd, before we move on, what's going on with your background? We didn't even touch on that. Oh yes, we sh we really should because this 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 person, um, and I'm gonna screw up his name because this, he's one of those. It's one of the three names person. So right. I'm gonna look it up just to make sure. I believe it's Jason David Frank. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it wrong, so I'm glad you looked it up. I believe it is. I was gonna and say David Frank just, Jason or something. Yeah, Jason, Jason David Frank. And the reason uh, I read it up because um, there was rumors this morning on Twitter that he passed away. And I always wait to see your like, does TMZ or one of these other credible services right. actually say it's true? And it was Not true that oh, he passed no. away at 49. So he is most known as the Green Ranger, Tommy. Um, he has been with that franchise, which the franchise has now been around for almost 30 years. It's ever yeah, right. Yeah. It keeps coming back. They've had yeah. multiple movies, different iterations, and he's continued to be a part of it, um, which not many of the, the, the Power Rangers have been. But he is like one of the most he is the iconic character from that series. He can, keeps coming back. He is a eighth degree karate black belt, and he's been so prevalent and charlie we've been enough of these comic cons that we yeah. get power rangers there and he's always there always I popular them. i have seen i mean i've seen the black ranger i've seen the blue ranger at multiple shows that that we've worked and that we've attended so definitely yeah they're de and, and people people gobble it up 
absolutely gobbled up. Like you said, the franchise is evergreen. I know it came on. It came to the States anyway, because I believe it would, at least portions of it, or the notion of it was from overseas. So when I was in high school, me and my my high school best friend, Louie, who you know, would watch that shit after school and laugh our asses off because it was so ridiculous. Goofy. We were were teenagers. If you dial it back 10 years, kids were probably absolutely obsessed with it because it fit. It was like He-Man was to us or any of the shit that we watched that was dumb. Like it was filmation with the, the, you know, whatever it is, but, you know, or G.I. Joe or Transformers, that wasn't great stuff, but it was great for kids. And so it just, it really ingrains. And yeah. yeah. And so much of the things that we enjoy is all about the member berries. Hey, I remember how that made me feel because I was a kid, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, do we know a cause of death or is that not, not snuck? I don't think yet? it's confirmed as of yet. They'll, they'll deal with that. And, and, you know, sadly, when someone dies like this, who's in good health, because he was a, right. like a, an athlete, uh, all these things. I worry about what the cause was unless it was more of like a long-term illness, but I'm not aware of it. But, um, you know, I have a personal memory with my son. Logan was a huge Power Rangers fan and we went to Wizard World Minneapolis and (sighs) this guy was great. He did a karate, like just, um, uh, I guess it was an impromptu. He got on stage, did an impromptu, like karate lessons with, for all the little kids or parents who wanted to involve. So Logan got to do that. And then he also got a signed poster, uh, from the, from the green Ranger. So, and, and my good friend, Dan Bauer, who's here, that's, that's, he's younger than me. So it was kind of in his wheelhouse and he grew up with it. And he actually, um, his wife, he was part, his, uh, Jason David Frake was actually involved in the, um, proposal at a con to his wife. So it's amazing. So, you know, rest in power, my friend, I hopefully, um, you know, you are well-remembered and people really, um, you know, appreciate what you brought to their, their, their childhood. Give a pause for one second. Are you getting, I'm not getting three, two, one. Yeah. So, um, moving on to hopefully better news is Quentin Tarantino is going to do a first. He's going to be making an eight-episode TV series. Um, and the back half of this, this story from Geek Tyrant is he reveals the Marvel movie he'd make. So first of all, let's get to the Yikes. TV. So <laughs> we have, we've got this great transition where TV was trash and movies were the only thing. We've got great producers and, and directors who are now thinking TV is a great way to get longer format stories to come across. And that's amazing. I love that. Um, so Tarantino is now promoting his, his book along the way. He's talking about um, the fact that he has previously directed um, TV episodes. He did CSI. He did a couple of those, um, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then the new project um, he potentially could be working on is called Bounty Law, uh, which is a fictional show that Leonardo DiCaprio's character from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood oh. uh, would have been on. So almost like one of those pulp cowboy shows right. from like the 60s bizarre you saw that movie and i didn't because you were like me and so i just it just I, off of my radar when i look when i look to what it was i really appreciated it but it yeah. is one of those most like when you get an artist who just is so self-indulgent and just not he wants to make the movie he wants to make and if only two people were interested in it that's good enough well, for him well, yeah. so i like kevin smith really i think you'll I like never- it though charlie yeah. I think because I still it's, never it's, yeah saw Clerks three either. Speaking yeah. of Kevin Smith, yeah, I've heard good things about Clerks three. Like they say, that's like the first movie they felt like that actually came from his heart, not from his oh. fart. <laughs> Dick Weed and fart jokes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Tarantino. Uh, Tarantino. I mean, captured a generation. 
our generation with Pulp Fiction. Because, I mean, I do bump into occasionally people who are just like, eh, I just don't really get it. But my guy, and I know my dad saw it at the time. He was like, well, I just really don't. Rah, rah, rah. But I'm like, this is not for you. It's for no. us. And yeah, people. But uh, yeah, it was just God. It, if you remember when it came out, it was when I was just going into college and it was yeah. everybody was talking about it. But since then, I I mean, he made he's he's made a lot of stuff since then is the best I can say about Tarantino. Um, but, you know, him dabbling in TV, obviously, I don't want what was that CSI or yeah, CSI. Yeah, I did a couple uh, episodes. You get that every yeah. once in a while. Like, I loved CSI. Yeah. So and I like and I think it's kind of cool when you have like this formulaic show and then you get someone who's an auteur can come in and shake Who it up a little and, bit. Yeah, you get that occasionally show. like a series will launch and it's like the first episode directed by this guy. And they're like, oh, that was great. Now it's just directed by a bunch of goobers <laughs> or you know and a lot of those are directed by the same guy or yeah you know, so it's yeah, just absolutely yeah you know, let the rinse repeat so this is kind of crazy so where where would this end up well we don't know this things? is just him okay. riffing this could be real oh, or not it could be actually this bounty law show or it could be something else but i could see him doing something kind of right. like he, he wants to delve into something else he's passionate about which would have been those like right. sh- air shows there but I, I would recommend once upon a time in hollywood i think you get to see two actors act their asses off with brad pitt and leonardo dicaprio and it's got some great moments and it's a cool snapshot in time of hollywood too which is pretty cool but there is a moment i'm like is this going to go someplace different right it kind of does kind of doesn't so uh, take it a grain of salt but i think it's well it's a good watch i still need to watch django unchained that's on my like why haven't i watched that movie you 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 have a story about that when you you were watching it and it was like the holidays and you were in the theater and then your mom no 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 that was that was the hateful eight. Oh, there we go. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I mixed them both together because they were both period. Pieces. Exactly. No, I did see hateful eight finally at a different theater. Yeah, because I had to pick up my mom because yeah. her flight got canceled. So I did yeah, see that. Jane, Jane, Jane I don't know what Jane it was. was it yeah, was I don't know. perfectly. It was perfectly violent in the same way. Somebody gets yeah. shot, and then it, the shot always hits their artery, and they're spurting blood. And yeah, it's just, it. that became his hallmark. Yeah, big I time. guess because I, I'm just not a big Jamie Fox fan, so I'm like, oh, I don't want to watch two hours of Jamie Fox being Jamie. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you and Will Smith back in back in the day. Kind of is, or like Jennifer Tilly, or a bunch of other act, yeah. actors Jennifer are like, Tilly, oh, exactly. mm. You know, oh, well, but but yeah. we get to the second part of the story, which is pretty funny. He talks about what Marvel projects he would oh do. Goodness. And I think this is actually a cool idea because I think of what he's done in the past. It's Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. I don't know how you okay. make that work because Sam Jackson, because of what the era he's in. I don't know if they're going right. to basically say maybe there's always been a Nick Fury and it's like a moniker like James Bond. That could, could work. Right. Or, it, yeah, you could simply draw it back to the fact that it's another dude named Nick Fury and there's no connection. Because again, it would be in World War II. It's right? like a legend, so, maybe like the legend of Nick Fury, and it's something like you get like a moniker. I think would be a cool right. idea, right? Yeah, it would be because yeah, you could work in. I mean, if, if, looking at this ostensibly, you could work back in the Howling Commando characters we know. Go like, back to the Revolutionary War, yeah. Maybe. Like Nick Fury. Oh my gosh, isn't that kind of cool? And in every war, you'd have this new guy coming. He's like the special special forces, right? Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah, but that's how Shield was of... formed because we never got a we oh, never right. got a real. Did we get a real uh, like, of the, of the official uh, cases, Shield? Shield was the it was the SSR in okay. the MCU that became Shield after you know in the sixties okay. and seventies. Well, maybe and you just like go like you know that's right. he was part of it and there's always been a Nick. Right. Okay. Well, I, enough I, riffing I, on that. Well, this this is a kind of cool idea. Disney, give me money. Oh my God! Speaking of Disney, uh, or rather, I say the flip of it. You give Disney money, that'd be a little character known as Henry Walton Jones Jr., more commonly known 
is Indiana Jones. We got a photograph this week of uh, Todd. What am I going to say about this photograph? He's old. Oh, he looks old. <laughs> Yes. And water is water is wet, which ironically he's on a boat at sea. So you put those two things together. Um, but yeah, this I mean that's not super exciting. Uh, but what is kind of is we got some plot information and maybe this is been floating around here and I just missed it. But uh, Indiana Jones Five, uh, which is scheduled to come out next summer, uh, will take place during the 1969 moon landing june of 1969 when they also canceled star trek damn it they um but yes he's reprising the role manson mickelson will play a nazi villain remember the nazis famously in argentina or that's what they told us next men first class or you remember you saw uh hitler in uh the simpsons when he when bart was making all those prank phone calls and bart versus australia <laughs> hitler picked up the phone <laughs> nuisance phone sick phone right here uh <laughs> Gotta love it. So, yeah, so it's funny that, that I remember that, and you remember, remember your former coworker, Patrick, who works at Hasbro, big Indiana Jones fan. Yeah. We were riffing about Indiana Jones when he was on our show several months ago. Indiana Jones, born in 1899. So, any year that one of his adventures is led, is said, just add one year. So, he, he's 70 in this movie. Um, and Wait, we know he's, Phoebe He's Waller. playing young? He's Yeah, he's, he's dialing he's it a, back 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say, he at least it looks a little old for 70. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, thank God for the CGI. Uh, movie also starred very briefly uh, Boyd uh, Holbrook. We know Phoebe Waller Bridge is his goddaughter, Helena. Hmm, interesting. Uh, and uh, some talk about John Reese Davies coming back as Sala. Wow. I've not I seen him I... since. Well, he's been the in Lord some bad movies, but I don't know what he looks like, like personally, because he's always going to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's probably got to be, and he's he's probably got to be at least that old. So so anyway, that's the movie bit uh, of what's going on, Todd. I'll let you jump into talking about this second bit, which this was news a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so essentially, they want to extend the brand of Indiana Jones. It makes sense. Why not? Why do you make it one and done? It's like we're done. Nope. It's it's a franchise everybody knows. It's ripe right. for doing something. Just similar, like to, we always say. Indiana Jones should be like James Bond. And I think there's so many right. stories to tell, you know, but it's always been linked to one actor because it's really been one actor has been able to play that character for, well, you know, five movies and then be tangently involved right. in the young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. So now Disney Plus is developing a new Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones series. Now, we don't have any context of what this could mean so i guess the question becomes you know we have got young indiana jones tv series back in the 80s that was on abc i believe right, um, 90s 90s yeah was it yeah. 90s okay it must have been like early early 90s, er, early 90s and then yeah. you did get harrison appearing in at least one episode as as indie in the 50s i remember the episode he was uh involved in a a, a chase through the the snows in wyoming he had an artifact he ends up ends up in a cabin with another character and then he tells us you know and there's a saxophone in the cabin and so indy picks it up and plays and then he tells the story about his time as a jazz man in chicago in the 1920s that's jazz man what i remember that episode jazz that's band. all i want all i want just harrison <laughs> ford being in a jazz band doing kooky being, nutty being things in, being a yes man. That's where we get like one um, of those those like like hijinks. Like it's not really going to be about him doing anything except for playing jazz. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. For for an entire series. Well, this is cool. Uh, do you think that Phoebe? You think that Phoebe Waller Bridge is going to be a main character in this if she's his goddaughter and she's in his current? 
film. It could just be a segue, and then it's it's the seventies, and she's running around doing the kind of stuff that he does. Dis- disco uh, with the disco soundtrack, and being yeah. wacky and crazy with bell bottoms. Disco, disco archaeology, yeah. discoology. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, and I think that's where you could say it could be many things. It could be a right. Phoebe Waller bridge is it for because there's phoebe wallers yeah, yeah. who's a band person too there's like no, no, too many phoebe names phoebe. Bridge. yeah yeah she okay. was in that yeah. show fleabag fleabag yep which yep. was a hoot and then she was L3 a very saucy brit yes. yep. very yeah. saucy brit yeah i you know so i think we could have that it could be a tv series could be the next iteration of whatever and right does she take on the moniker of it or is she just um you know adjacent Indiana Jones person, or maybe she's named after a dog too. I don't know. Um, uh, we already had Mutt. So we got, you know, dogs names run in that family, Mutt, uh, Indiana, the dog. We don't know, but I, what I now call me crazy, Charlie. I think after seeing what if in that animation style, give us an Indiana Jones style with that, where you just got Harrison Ford doing the voice. He doesn't have to do anything else, but be him. And that makes it another way to extend it. He can still oh, be the character. Without and having then, to reboot it. it exactly. Paid. I think that's a great way to tell more stories with this Indiana Jones people love. But then you can say, okay, you're getting more adventures with him because he's too old to do live action. You're not going to put his face on somebody younger's body. You're not going to do that. That's one way to right. do it. Um, and then you introduce maybe other characters within that series. And, thing, and you say, are we ready? Maybe, maybe a certain amount of time has to pass before you then say, yep, we can go live action with Indiana Jones again. Because right. Harrison Ford but, could never do it because now he's ninety five. I don't know. Or he, or he's dead. You know. Yeah. In which case he'd have to be a cartoon anyway. Whoops. Is anybody really against it though? I mean, has anybody ever said I will never like Indiana Jones of another actor's cast? I have never heard that ever. And it's not like I hear everything that gets said or know the opinion of every one of the eight billion people on the planet Earth, which, by the way, is a new number eight billion. Uh, not that children who are just born have an opinion about Harrison Ford, but you never know. Um, but yeah, no, I'm not, I heard, it's not like anybody really bitches when there's a new James Bond, as long as it's a white guy. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> they may, or a new Doctor <laughs> Who. Yeah. yeah they make a yeah, oh, new Bond. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, you know, those franchises still endure. It's not like, oh my God, they have a blah, 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 and it's just, it's tanked. It's Disney. So what, what is tanked in Disney terms? If it's tanked, they just stop making it, right? It's not going to destroy the company. Um, and it, you really can't grow the brand if the main actor is, you know, not doing it anymore or is dead or both. Uh, so this is, you know, kind of moving it forward in the way that you described is kind of the only way. It's either Phoebe Waller-Bridge or someone else taking on a similar role or a name or whatever it is, or, or it's Harrison Ford, you know, animating his way through whatever. So, yeah, no, I... I love Indiana Jones. Again, it's one of my stalwarts. I, I I got to suit up as Indiana Jones on Halloween, and I had a new jacket. I was very excited about that. But I hadn't worn that one in a long time. But God, do I love that look. And even just people coming by, parents who are even younger younger than I did, they still know that. Kids still know that look. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So Indiana it's very Jones, iconic. Is, yeah. it's, it's, still, it's still very relevant. People still get it. So I think it's going to be a success. So that's cool. I like it. Yeah, so we'll see where this goes, but um, I, I yeah, I think this is something where we'll see something in the future. But I think they're going to see how the movie does, and then yeah. go from there, take their cues. Yeah, you know, absolutely. if they if people love that character of Phoebe Waller Bridge, right. then she could be take the mantle on and take us Indiana Jones in a different. That's the hard part, right? Because Indiana Jones right. feels like it's so tied to the past. Doing something seventies, even though now it's like fifty years ago, still feels right. pretty modern and recent. 
So I don't right. know. Right. And it you know, speaks to people who are of our ilk or a little bit older because that's you know when we were young or when we were born in our case. So, yeah, it's still – and it's getting ever closer to when the film first came out, when the first film came out in 1981. Yeah. So, okay. anyway, all right, you're going to have to explain to me from the depths of your imagination where you came up with your subhead for this next story. Okay, so, yeah. It. so I'm not getting it. Behind the curtains, folks, when we make our document to go through, we typically take a link and then we rename it to something goofy. So I dubbed this Escape from Marquette. So Charlie obviously did not look at the story, so I will tell you what it is. So Escape from Marquette. I just read it over a couple of different times, and I do okay. not see a reference to Marquette. So okay, so, so no, you don't have to. No, you don't have to. I just said that's what, what that's my take on it. Is the fact that they are looking to make a new escape from New York, um, es- and obviously, oh, so an, es- an escape from blank blank blank. Correct. Exactly. You, you so where will they the go town. next? Now Why not Marquette? It's a beautiful place. You know, I guess, but it'll be sieged by whatever because it's exactly so they blow yeah. up all the bridges and it's an island. You can't blah, blah, blah. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, we're getting this uh, a new take on it. Uh, it will be helmed by the directors of Scream, which is the new nice. take on Scream, not the original. Um, and I, I, be I, doing... did sleep, I did. Sl- I did sleep through part of that. So I, yeah. okay. well, I, I really liked it. I thought it was good. I, yeah. I, I like it. Well, me too. Yeah, um, but uh, apparently John Carpenter will once again be an executive producer on the project. He's made two films. One was good. One was, I don't know what it was. Uh, Escape from New York. One Escape was from L.A. Oh, Escape and Escape from L.A. It's funny because that came out when we were in college, like nine. And I know you, yeah, nineties, yeah, yeah. ninety-seven. And then I know that you were like a long time holdout for Escape from New York. And did you just first see it like four or five years ago? Or yeah, pretty much because I'd seen like, clips, but I never saw the whole it. thing. Yeah, which I really enjoyed. Right. I thought it aged well. well I rem- yeah, I remember Escape from L.A., which did not age well because it no. was more intense. It was more effects driven. Yeah. And <clears throat> 90s CGI is seven thumbs down. It's really bad. And, you know, and the story was what the story was. But it was it was iconic to me because of some of the guest stars at the time. Uh, you had uh, Stacey Keach. Uh, mm-hmm. You had the dude who was Uncle Ben in the Ramy Spider-Man, what's his name? Cliff Robertson. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Michelle Forbes, who was Ensign Rowe from Star Trek, was in it. You had Steve Buscemi, had a role. Uh, Valeria, what's her butt from the uh, Galino? Uh, yeah, Galino from um, Summer School. Hot Shots movies. Hot Shots. Sure, why and, not? Oh no, is um, you and Summer? I can't remember. And of course, Bruce Campbell was the surgeon of Beverly Hills. So it's really dumb, but I, but I really like it. So that, that, that it's, one, it's I remember cheesy. Very it's campy. Yeah, big time. Totally is. Yeah. It, it just was one of those things. It's like, okay, it, it was doing what it was doing. It felt very nineties. I right. get it. Yeah, uh, so now they're time. looking to, to reboot this franchise. Now, I don't know what that means. Does it mean going back to New York and doing the same story again, or are they going oh, to say, yeah. take the premise and do something new with it in, in that type of world? Um, so mm-hmm. there's no information yet. Um, where they're going to go with this yet. So we're just kind of um, guessing, but right. there is a story that potentially has inspired it. It's basically um, they're going to maybe lean into the original war with the United States and Soviet union. Um, right. I, I don't know. You could probably, I mean, obviously we're pretty close to that right now. So you could, it could be evergreen. Um, right. You know, we've got LA, we've got New York. Is there another iconic place you could go? DC maybe could work uh i mean what's the third biggest metropolitan area in the u.s dc it's got to be a Um, city in california i assume outside of that boston i mean san um, francisco population chicago uh oh texas 
I mean, lots of big cities. I thought of Texas, Dallas, and Houston, Dallas, Fort Worth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it could work there either way. You're right. It does. It doesn't get more iconic. Could you go in Europe? New New York. uh, Yeah. Go to the UK. It's already a island. I mean, you know. That's true. Um, I mean, you know, New York is so iconic now. That's what we're doing with Walking the Dead. They're doing a spin with the Walk of the Dead, The Walking Dead. You got it. Uh, they're doing a spinoff with that now. Um, as you know, with Maggie Negan on the island of Manhattan. So, um, so does this give us a vibe that that Kurt Russell is going to be involved, or they're just taking it back to plan? They're just taking the concept. Do you have like an old man snake? I mean, you could do I mean, that. He's still. I mean, he still acts because obviously he was he was ego and, and guardian too and you still see him in different stuff so i mean like logan i, I think I, of like like an old man i mean russell like is it's, now it's, it's uh, looking his age. You remember at the, yeah at the end of the last movie as was such a, a super trope in the 90s and 2000s the the mcguffin in that film was an emp that would broadcast over the world and destroy all technology remember when emps were like there was in one season yes. before that was a big thing yep. emps were always such a big thing but that's what snake did he pushed the button and then he destroyed technology and took everything back to the um to the stone age so maybe yeah maybe as a reboot it's not going to be you know here's what's happening you know 25 years later because yep everything still sucks there's no technology be a short movie right he wouldn't have any fun gadgets or whatever or be able yeah. to steal a car or something so yeah it could be i i would think i would almost think total reboot and he's 71 that, that's my vibe. so by the time uh, 75 you know, that you, know that, you know that doesn't matter with the yeah. i mean I, I, support out there they're de-aging him for the indie movie well they, we had jamie lee curtis yeah. we had jamie lee curtis coming in halloween another carpenter thing so i Right. If if he, I think he will be in the movie regardless. Now I don't know who. If you have a new Snake, I don't know who. Charlie, if you could cast someone as Snake, the new Snake Plissken, who could do it? All, call me Snake. There, that's our outro right there. Uh, God, I don't know. You want to have somebody? His son. There you go, John Walker, U.S. agent. Um, he's got the same, you know, big jaw. There you go, big jaw. Big jaw is a, qualifier of some kind um i know you did there that was my that was mine you you do one david harbour from stranger things well he's also he's an old guy he's an older guy i think he's in his 40s okay that's would be you know branding us as older guys but yeah well how old was kurt russell when he did that movie i don't know but anyway we're you know we're picking nits on this he would have been in 30s he would have been in his 30s uh he is if i get david harbour really quick if i do an age check um he was born he's our age charlie he's exactly our age 1975 he he is my age april 10th he's born six days before me so 47 oh you guys are like if you ever meet him in a show, you got something to talk about that'll creep him the fuck out because yeah. you know his birthday. Um, well, that's cool. So anyway, much like with anything, if it's being talked about, probably be developed next year. So probably 2024 or 2025. Why not? We're running out of things to reboot yes. from the 80s. Yeah, on to the 90s. Yeah, on to the 90s. We'll find it. So uh, speaking of reboots or side boots or what boots that ain't going down, uh, this was happening in this next story. You're the DC guy, so you can have this one too. Yeah, so we we talked about oh yeah Henry Cavill everything's coming up Henry well <laughs> you know the you know in basically after being in Black Adam he had the cameo and I, I think the the Rock promised him you know a deal with the devil like you're gonna be the next big thing ah. we're, gonna, we're gonna fight in a movie Black Adam is no deals with great the Rock at the, is gonna, has not done great in the box office we now have um uh, you know we have James Gunn and. Uh, f- 
Saffron, yeah, now being the head of DC. And they're essentially saying, you know what? Great and all that you guys have a plan without us, but you can't have a plan without us. And we are basically, it sounds like they're starting to put the brakes on anything that's not already in the bucket or, or in the can. Right. Sorry, not the bucket. <laughs> Maybe it is in a bucket. <laughs> well, it's been, it's been in a bucket. It's been in a shit bucket. For yeah, yeah exactly. The, the, the splatoon mean, or the, you, you know, the latrine, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so you talk about like a dump and scrub. They're going to be like. Yeah. And he and declared he was. Bucket. Yeah. And he declared he was back. Just, I am back as Superman. I remember that post. Um, but uh, essentially. Uh, I, I think what we're hearing now is um, apparently this is according to the rap. There's no concrete deal in place for the actor who prize the role. Uh, Man of Steel, Wonder, Warner Brothers. In addition, no writer mm-hmm. or director has been locked in for another blockbuster awesome. outing with the red, ca- the, the red cape hero from Krypton. And then despite the fact that there was an early uh, roadmap, um, you know, the fact that now they're building a roadmap with James Gunn, apparently they've met with other creatives to build out that roadmap yeah. now. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this was while The Rock saw a uh, kind of like a void in who's in charge of DC. I think he was trying to will himself into the role of the head of DC. <laughs> and when you're moving, I will do it. I will and, do it. And Black Panther is essentially already outgrossed what destroyed uh, it what Black office. Adam did in a whole month, and that movie's not even right. scheduled to go to China. That tells me yeah. that they're like you know. Great, thanks for your effort. You did a good job. We'll call you if we need you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was it was a lot of, and maybe that's endemic of the Rock's, you know, background in theatrics with wrestling is that you know, you know talking a lot of shit. Oh yeah. So he kind of talked himself kind of right off of the side of the PT bar. Ah, right? Oh. Yeah, the greatest yeah, showman right, on earth. Exactly. He was, yeah, it was a combination of that, and it was a little bit like John Hammond from Jurassic Park, and then the then the T Rex ate him. <laughs> So the rock is genetically engineering uh, DC (laughs) storylines. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, as you see uh, the five Jurassic movies, how that always worked out. We'll go to the, we'll go to the thing. There's dinosaurs. Nothing can go wrong. Everything goes wrong. Uh, wait, who, wait, rock, who, so. who greenlit, who greenlit, um, the flash part two. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh my Who's... God. Ezra Miller is our future. Yes, exactly. Oh, well, we'll see how that works. Oh but yeah, so I don't know. I'm, I, I'm hopeful that I, I would love to see him as Superman again, but I don't want, I, I think that era is, is really not a good era to right. go back at as future indication right. to say what's going to make DC stronger and better and have better movies. It was just kind of cutting the cord. Yeah. Doing the, okay. doing the, the Kylo Ren, you know, kill the past and let it die. Sorry. I mean, there was nothing, you know, while I enjoyed Shazam, there was nothing about Wonder Woman 1984 that I particularly would like to retain. So, whew, my Yeah, goodness. the Emperor had no clothes when you let people who can direct well right. do everything, because maybe they aren't the best one to say, I'm in control of everything. Oh, well, we'll see. Hopefully oh Wonder Woman goodness. 3 is a uh, return to what we liked about that character. So that is so. it for... Our time with Madam Web. Now we turn to our favorite geek establishment so we can get our nerd and our drink on. But before we do, let me, friends, talk to you a little bit about something called Manscaped. Mentioned it at the top of the show. Please support Secret Friends Unite as we are brought to you by Manscaped, uh, the best in men's below the waist grooming. Their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package 
is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SFU at manscaped.com. Todd, once again, and I've, I've crunched the numbers on this, uh, that's about 12 million balls. Wow. Actually, after million. you and me and Mark, I think that's uh, 12 million 18? and six. 18? <laughs> well, did, you're, you're, Charlie, well, you're not telling us? <laughs> I, I thought we had to multiply that by a million again. Whoops. Okay, fine. Nope, not so much. Not so much. But you know Take what? I way. just used the, the lawnmower to do my uh, weekly haircut. Uh, looks nice. good. Love that. Uh, love the, the little light underneath it for getting me uh, nice and uh, looking fit and trim. Uh, also did up my little uh, flavor saver with that blade, which is really nice. And also my uh, nose and ear holes with the weed whacker. I get, get around to using that weed whacker. I have had April use the, the main tool uh, on my neck, on the back of my neck, which can be between haircuts that can get like, so yes, great, great product. Yes, definitely. Please visit manscaped.com and use code SFU to save that 20%. But with that, we will return you to our regularly scheduled program. Over at Geek Easy. Let's go. Talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. We're sitting in the Geek Easy. Drinks are poured and the cover band is playing. Uh, Charlie, this week, what you got? Ooh, Todd, the great news is you don't have you don't have to rant about not liking this because it was actually it's not the show. Um, but uh, it was funny. I had to go get my my tires rotated. That was what we overdo. Um, in the blizzard yesterday, but I'm like, man, I'm going to do it today. It's going to be another several weeks. So I, I went down to the discount tire. It's only about 10 minutes away. And I took my iPad with me uh, and got into my Comixology app. And I had pre-ordered uh, the first two issue of IDW Star Trek Lower Decks comic and comics. And it looks like it's only a, a three issue series. The third issue is going to come out at the end of this month. But oh my goodness, I immediately messaged uh, Katie and Peter, who I do Code 47 podcast with. And I said, you guys have to read this. This is perfect because, and Todd, you and I were talking a little bit in the pre-roll, but the animation of it is is mirrored perfectly with what you see on the show, almost as if it's a, it's a computer animated comic. Um, the, the dialogue, the, the, you know, kind of the delivery, I, I can hear the voices as they're talking. They even have these cute little asides in the bottom. Like, you know, it reminds me of the squirrel girl comic that my wife absolutely loved from a couple of years ago, where she'd have funny little asides or she'd do a tweet or she'd be on and just come in there and do something a little bit extra, but it's a crazy storyline because the Cerritos is on a mission, um, uh, second contact mission, which is what the ship does, that gets all kind of squirreled around. But then our lower deckers are sc screwing around on the holodeck, and they try to create a, a, a sentient character like they did in an old episode of TNG where they created Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes uh, program. Yeah. But, but they, they create Dracula. And <laughs> <laughs> what? Perfect. It's so, Todd, I would say, even if you don't dig on the show, this is pretty perfect. Okay. And please feel free to just take a glimpse because um, they really they really nailed they really nail it and again the third the third issue sorry about the spoiler I mean Dracula runs him you know what? You can see that he's gonna run no. he's gonna run amok oh well you knew it was gonna happen but anyway I, that was that was a lot of fun I so I've got a question so is this is I know you've always said start what happens off screen is not True. canon is this continuing that True. vein I, to my knowledge I mean that has been a Star Trek rule since 
probably those first novels were published mm-hmm. uh, or someone got around to it. Maybe it was somewhere during the, you know, the, the first golden era of Star Trek and the late eighties all the way through, you know, the mid aughts when enterprise went off because there was always comics and novels and this thing and audiobooks and, and happy books and, and happy. Exactly. So you couldn't say, well, there was, cause Oh, there was, there was a back early on when eBooks were brand new and nobody was doing it. There was a series called, the Starfleet Corps of Engineers, which was exclusive to eBooks, and so once again, the rule was made, and I'd have to do some research about it to tell you when that if something was not on screen specific reference, it was it was non-canon. It was even you, you see it in the internet that Memory Alpha is the wiki for canon Star Trek works, Memory Beta is the uh, one for non-canon works, and so yes, if you're like, why well, really loved. The Enterprise C that was in the, this episode, and you want to know more about it, you read a book, there's more backstory on the captain of that ship or blah, 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 but it's not anything. It's 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 just fan fiction. Because, again, with Star Trek, almost anybody who's writing for it. But it's owned by the company you makes it, right? So it's they, they own right. it. So it's not like somebody's doing it. Right. It's not like not in part of the thing. No, I no, it's an, it's, an, it's an officially licensed work. But yes, please. exactly. So now we've seen what Disney does. Now everything is canon right the tv the, all those with things. star wars yeah with star wars, yeah. yeah with star wars and even well yeah star wars does it more than marvel does because marvel has the comics but they just like right it is what right. it is so do you would you prefer some of these things be canon or you're like i'm glad they're not because then they can tell whatever crazy shit they want to say and it can be just a you know thing. it's very much the same dichotomy in star wars that exists with the eu and everything since disney took over because What's really lower decks is a great example. And Todd, again, I'm telling you, it might be more enjoyable if some date in the distant future you go back and check it out. I think you might enjoy it if you approach it in a different fashion. But what lower decks has done is the same kind of thing that you know Disney era Star Wars has done is that they'll reach back and they'll grab a little something, and they'll grab a little something from the animated series, which Gene Roddenberry himself, the '70s Star Trek animated series, which Gene Roddenberry himself hated. And said was non-canon, but they'll grab a little. They'll grab a Spock's uh, giant. The, the giant Spock skeleton showed up in an episode of of Lower Decks. God, um, that, that or, sounds like the greatest thing ever. Or in the TNG two-parter with Spock, they grabbed something out of an, an, an episode of the animated series and, and stuck that in there. So it is possible, and I think they do it. But just like with eu star wars which is where i started some of it is just god awful Mm -hmm. but i grew up with the original marvel star wars series that was the first comic i ever read and it was great when you were six but Mm -hmm. when you're 46 it's not so great (laughs) so and that because that was how long ago i read they came out in 1982 that's how long ago i read it so yes i would like to see star trek steal a little bit of here and there um, but yeah, there have only been two published works, and I stand by this, and somebody please feel to at me at Twitter uh, or on our Discord if I am wrong, but the, the statement that is ironclad uh, is that there are two canon published works uh, in Star Trek. They're both novels from the Voyager era. One is uh, written by Jerry Taylor, who co-created Star Trek Voyager. It's Catherine Janeway's backstory. The other one uh, was, I believe, also written by her and potentially uh, co-written with someone else, which is the backstories of the other prime characters, uh, which you do not see on the show. Those are considered canon, so you could say, okay, well, Tom Paris, you know, here's what ha- here was the incident that got him thrown in, you thrown out of Starfleet in its, its catalog there. Okay. So, yes, that's it, but I really enjoyed this. I think it would be, it would fit so perfectly in 
with the series because it doesn't do anything new or different or daunting or challenging, but it's fun because that's what the show is. It's fun. The show, as I've said, filled with a lot of inside jokes that you don't necessarily have to get to just go, ah, they're making fun of each other and they're bleeping out an F-bomb here or there. You know what I mean? Because it's just, it's funny. Um, so anyway, I recommend that final issue comes out um, November 30. So jump on your Amazon, which unfortunately owns, fortunately or unfortunately owns Comixology, but that's where you find it. You can go ahead and pre-order that, but I would highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Very good. Excellent. And then secondly, I did watch a Christmas story story, which Todd informed me. And then as I continued to go down this rabbit hole, I found there was even more, but there was a second canonical licensed Christmas story film in the 90s. Now, the Christmas story for the people of our generation, Todd, I know you have a thought about this that, that goes back uh, with your dad. Um, but the Christmas story was, it came out in 1983. It was the tale of this, this kid in Christmas in 1940 who's from rural Indiana. And, you know, his adventures with his school-age friends, how he wants a Red Rider BB gun, blah, blah, blah. You don't need me to tell you the story. There was a second licensed one that was that came out in 2012 so not 10 years ago yeah which is set when ralphie who's the main character is 15 and he's wants to get a car and blah. so i read the synopsis but then i found out both of those shows are on, movies are on hbo max so i think i started to watch it and <laughs> no i think april was like no like we started watching the, the here's another slam the santa clauses which is the continuation of santa the santa claus with tim yeah. allen absolutely oh absolutely unwatchable turn it off so did you um, like the other movies or no the, which other movies did you like the santa claus in those movies yeah loved them yeah okay. I, this okay. one just seemed like more of the same and i didn't dig it but anyway not to get too far off okay there is now a third Christmas story film. It's now a trilogy, plus a bunch of other weird other stuff. But this is told from the perspective of an adult Ralphie. He's now in his 40s. The year is 1973. And he is going back uh, from, with his wife and his two young kids from Chicago back home for Christmas when he finds out, time spoiler from the beginning, his father has passed away. And so it's it's a framing story kind of around that. He's also a struggling, continually failing writer. He's trying to make it, and uh, that's not happening. And uh, so the story is based around that. But you get a lot of the original cast back. You get Zach Ward as Scud Farkas, who I found out when mm -hmm. I was reading, tried to sue the production company uh, in the past twice for likeness rights and, and merchandise violation and got tossed out both times. I can't believe they asked him back. He's the guy's poison. Um, he was also in that great show, Titus. Well, he is Scott Farkas, right? Yeah, Scott Farkas, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I couldn't do it, even though his role in the film is very small. But you do get his buddies Flick and Schwartz, same kids. You get his brother Ralphie back, same guy. Um, but the mother they replaced with the woman who is Elaine from Airplane because the woman oh, okay. the mother in the original film sure. is she's live, but she's retired. Oh, sure. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I mean, the danger in any one of these sequels, because again, for people who didn't see the 2012 second film, because it was direct to video and Todd, you had to tell me about it. And even I didn't believe it. So I, was I like, think ah, I, I think I caught it on TV one day and I'm like, I don't think I need to watch this. <laughs> exactly. So like I said, I think we watched the first couple of minutes. We're like, oh my, no, nah, I just don't think so. Sure. Um, this was cute. This was cute. I'd recommend it. I, I had another friend. Okay. Me. 
I'm uh, curious. I dropped on the I dropped on our um, our SFI Discord to some of my friends in the chat. For I said I'm watching this. Let me know how it is. I would recommend it. I think it's fun. It's nothing um, earth shattering, but I think it's a nice little nod and a wink to characters and growing up in general and in Christmas and what have you. So yeah, I would I would give it a thumbs up. I liked it. You know that that makes me think, Charlie. We may have to do an episode uh, about. I, maybe we have. I have to look back because we've. 402 now it's like we might have re, re, repeat this but it's like kind of like um our take on holiday specials have we covered right, that before right. or movies i mean within if we can't remember if we can't remember yeah. it's probably maybe time to go back to it <laughs> right i wouldn't think anybody else had 400 episodes well back in episode 78 you guys totally did that did so somebody make a wikipedia out of us you're, already you're, you you're creatively bankrupt Oh, we should category categorizing of our episodes. Oh my god! Yeah. If somebody wants to oh to come and join our team and be like our historian and Wikipedian, oh my god, God Almighty! We'll we'll give you like a ridiculous Please. title. You bet any ridiculous title you want. Commandant anyway, right, of history. On. Yes. Moving on. What what have you got? So yeah, I God, I've been like hammering out about a bunch of shows that I finally completed. Charlie, I've trying to get through Titan season. Three. Oh, we never got back to. I'm getting close. We're in season three. I'm I'm getting close to being done because season four is now out or the beginning of season four. So I'm gonna get through that so I can get to season four. But I'm really enjoying it. But but I totally embrace that this is a just a more cutting edge, grittier CW show. But I enjoy it a lot more. Than, a, right. than the average CW shows, because at least because I'm it's like, adult, it's aimed at adults, not teenagers. And exactly, there's no like goofy like yeah. love elements, but I also think it's got a little right. bit better budget. I think the writing's a right. little bit better, but I'm not right. I'm not dumb enough to believe that this is fine art. It's just is what it is. <laughs> well, it's with superheroes. When what, what fine exactly. art superheroes have we got? Yeah, exactly. And, and they still wear costumes that look reminiscent, and they do those things. So I'm enjoying right. it quite a bit, but I do know what it is. So you know what. I'll, I'll, I, how many shows I'm going to get a live action Beast Boy, um, all these Starfire? How many shows I'm going to actually get that? Probably none. So this is better than I could have hoped for. It's not going to be like the horrible right. Gotham Knights that might never come to the CW. But I I've digress. Never heard of it, or or better than the Birds of Prey from the. I digress. But something <laughs> okay. that is much better that is now returned is Mythic Quest season three on Apple TV Plus. Uh, this is season three. They always do a fantastic job of having a good focus of a season. Once again, it's about a video game company, but the best sitcoms are basically, they don't make it about what they do. Like Dunder Mifflin right, was like, about paper, but you didn't get to like hear about Park, how the paper was made. Like Parks and Recreation wasn't exactly. just about like, oh man, here's it's a budget meeting. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We didn't hear Sam Malone talk about how he actually um, made his cocktails and things like that. We didn't get that. We didn't have like Carly <laughs> right. got mad about, a, you know, you know, oh, I right. ran out of beer. Oh, no, I have to find. The oh, no. Beer. Exactly. Right. That exactly. doesn't happen. So this is the same way. But season three, essentially, it's the next step where um, no spoilers, but essentially the creators of the game have now gone off and done their their own spinoff. Then we've got the rest of the crew kind of doing their old thing. So we've got the two dynamics of the company, kind of like um, what was it, the Michael Scott paper company, <laughs> kind of oh. like that in a lot of ways. It's it's very funny because right. they're actually in the same building too, which is very odd. So it's very much odd, uh, but it's it's great. Um, and they dealt with um, F. Murray Abraham is not on the show anymore. I loved how oh, they boy. dealt with the elephant in the room. They took care of it. 
like right away at the beginning of mm-hmm. episode one, which is awesome. I think the show is hilarious. The, the cast is phenomenal. It's definitely well worth it. If you like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia shows like that. It's got lots of good uh, talent. Um, like uh, what's this called? The crazy guy who was a, a priest who ended up getting into drugs on it's always sunny. Remember him? Oh God, I don't remember like the homeless we guy. Watched that. We, yeah. we watched that whole series, but it was a while ago or yeah. i did I, I think maybe it was me but yeah he's in I, it I yeah but he's in yeah. it it's it's very good so i definitely check it out it's on they just released episode three um i'm i'm really enjoying oh. it. it's a great sitcom uh really really nice. love it apple, apple tv plus some really hidden gems they just don't have a lot of stuff they have enough stuff and they also have the i think you've got charlie the, the charlie brown uh thanksgiving is, is on we we took we tuned back in and it was funny we wanted to watch the second season of physical which is that show with roseburn yeah and they were having um they were having playback errors yesterday oh like yeah. i stopped and restarted and stopped and restarted mm-hmm. so i don't know it was just a glitch because everything else was sure. fine so it, was, it was just them so whatever okay. we'll, we'll go back to it but yeah no we've deal. got it to three months or whatever so yeah we'll tune back in yeah, and I'm watching these shows now. Uh, I showed you a picture in my workout room, which is a utility room. Oh, yes. It's it's a little right, sketchy right. looking right now. It's going to look better. But I bought their Black Friday deals at Walmart, 40-inch TV for 98 bucks, and it works great. It's a Roku TV, so it's got Roku built in. Wow. Uh, mounted that sucker. I do love it's perfect for yeah, the we, exercise. Yeah. We do have, for when we do shows, we have it in April, got a, a TV cart, which we just unscrew. The TV is fixed to it, but we just unscrew it. But um, it's a Roku TV. It's also one of the shows we did this summer. We just logged into the Wi-Fi. This place we're doing it and just showed episodes that week. It's a Roku TV. Yeah. I love Roku TV. No, it's the greatest. Good stuff. It's great. Yeah, it's great. Um, so another show that um, debuted uh, that I watched with the wife is The Winchesters. This is the nice. first official spinoff of uh, Supernatural. Uh, this essentially takes place in the 60s um 60s early something no i guess it's early something like 71 so um yeah but okay. uh john winchester has just returned from vietnam to his town gotcha. okay. um his mother his his dad is essentially gone from the family uh and his mom is is basically runs a garage and she's keeping the family afloat in this small little town in kansas and essentially we find out that his dad was tied into the men of letters, which is the group. It's like the secret society that oh, takes on monsters, but he didn't know about this <laughs> until uh, this woman, Mary shows up who essentially is going to, you know, going to be his future wife. It's a prequel by the way. So, and it's a new Scooby gang where she leads the Scooby game. She's looking for her father, similar to uh, the Winchesters were looking for their dad basis, his journal. So very reminiscent of very similar story beats, but we're, seeing a lot of the origins of how these things came about kind of like how it is um the, the, there's a cast of characters that are very diverse which my wife and i laughed about like there's a guy who i think in, is, in kansas kind exactly. of like smallville yeah but very diverse it's like you've got an indian girl you've got uh Na- not native american but indian girl uh right. from the country of india uh then you've got a guy who i think is part native american part um hispanic um on the team and then you've got this black woman who runs like a a, a cult bookshop or something like that. so you've got a scooby yeah. gang and they've got the best part about it is charlie they've got a kick-ass fan so instead of like the impala now they've got a kick-ass yeah. fan with that little like dome window it's got really cool colors so uh, an iconic vehicle we don't always get new iconic vehicles in our right franchises. exactly yeah but this show is what Supernatural was when it was the monster of the week. I don't know if it's going to build into something more. They're talking about this, the Creta, which is apparently like this 
evil force coming like the big bad of a season. So I'm not expecting the show to be great, but so far it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's not, it's not ideal. We I see some, some, some issues with some of the characters, but maybe they'll grow on me. I'm two, two episodes in. I mean, right. No, Rome was not built in a day. Can't judge too harshly. So that's fun. I know I will. Um, I'll, t- I'll tip April off because that was her. That it's was on the CW app once again. Natural. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The CW app, which, yeah, speaking of, we it's had free got, limited commercials. We should, we got hooked on Lois and Superman, which we probably ought to just really like go with that with all the, all the cuts. You as know, long as you, as long as you like it. Yeah. Watch it until it's gone. Yeah. Watch it till it's gone. Exactly. So, well, that, uh, that Kiki sees us right out. So, Todd, it is time. To get out there to your Qantas app, it's time to get down to the land down under. The mutants are waiting for the Thunderdome. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Thank you, Tina. The mutants have been gathered for a topic or a game to be entertained, and we're sitting in the Thunderdome, and we are kicking off a topic this week, and it is all about Thanksgiving themed, folks. And this is going to be about essentially the Thanksgiving dinner. And I propose the question to say, if you could have any food from any science fiction, fantasy, comic book, video game that you could have for a Thanksgiving dinner, what would you bring? So um, we got some responses already, Charlie. We'll go. We'll cover these first, and then we'll kind of go into the mix. Because I mean, I think about this. You know, um, sometimes in video game food, it's it's gross. Like it's like, oh, it powers you up. It's a ham that dropped on the floor. That's my power up. <laughs> Who's eating oh, a ham awesome. off the floor? You know, <clears throat> um, it depends. Well, don't forget Homer Simpson and the free goo. Oh, God, there we go. See, there we go. Exactly. So 64, this is the whole 64 point. 64 slices of American cheese. There we exactly. go. Exactly. So there's been a time where you've looked at it like a cartoon. You're just like, that looks really good. That 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 ham looks really tasty. And it's like, okay, let's let's go and see. Let's, let's you know, you know, if we could have anything, it's really limitless. And this is what we've got for some responses from the Discord group. So we've got Mark, our friend, the Canadian. They do their Canada. They do their Canadian Thanksgiving. There's, like, a, there's like, a, it's like a month ago. Yeah. In October, it's like, yeah, whatever. He he gets mad at us. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you love our Black Friday. We were, Come on, admit it. Exactly. Yeah, we were talking about that because we were uh, planning to have a meeting to talk about some stuff, and you were like, well, let's get back to it after U.S. Thanksgiving. He was like, oh, you Brits with your or your you Yanks with your blah 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 Turkey Day in November, whatever. So yeah, exactly. You like our Black Friday and our deal. So zip it. Yeah. Yeah. So Mark said Ninja Turtle pizza. Cheese spray from the Goofy movie, honey from any Winnie the Pooh cartoon, a turkey leg from Sword in the Stone, and a pie from Snow White. So he went all in Disney except for the Ninja Turtles. Fantastic. I could see it. I love it. I could see it. Yeah, those are all those are actually real food. So why not? Yes. Yes. Well, the the ones that that, that I've hooked up are not. But uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, I, what does this do? Is it famous Seamus? But it's it is famous Seamus. Yeah. Differently. Yep. The most Seamus. Yeah, the most I've famous of all Seamus. Seen it spelled differently. But he says Krabby Patties or or Pretty Patties. That's from SpongeBob. <laughs> the stuff. Don't know what the stuff is. You'll have to educate me. But wait, because that comes up in our next one as well, so you can save it. Chicken fingers from that one <laughs> episode of Community. Yeah. Sure. I'm. I'm. I'm I'm drawing a blank on that one. Labas bread is that like? Bread. Is yeah. that like not? That's not labata bread. The forbidden the lambada bread. Lambada bread, no. <laughs> Roasted pork with or without the legs. That would be from uh, Star Wars: Last Jedi and Scooby Snacks. And I went on to say, Todd, that is my crack. Is the Scooby Snacks that uh, Kellogg's makes? And Todd, you guys, you missed an opportunity because you'd be 
be getting my money for that because those are super hard to find. We'll go or April will go to order them from Meyer like she did today for the drop off, and they're just out of stock all over the place. I'm often on the hunt for Scooby Snacks. Check for check convenience stores. They also often sell them there, like in their little pouches. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Lembus Bread Charlie never. is from the Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's why I have no idea what it is. Okay, so you do this next one, then you can explain to me what it is. Because okay, weird. the stuff. So this this has got to be a movie we watch for like like a throwback episode because I've seen this movie oh, when I was right. a kid. I thought it was the bee's knees, but it's called the stuff, and it's essentially. Um, I have to find like the poster for it, but essentially it's like this like cool whip uh, type of like, you know, those whip toppings. Um, but it's essentially an alien that um, it eats you, you eat it and then it eats you from the inside. It turns you into like a zombie. So the stuff, it's like a whip topping. It's it's the cool. Oh, whip. Terrific. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. The, I, it has I like a great, it. I like it very much. It has a good <clears throat> poster. It says, I find the poster for the, the stuff. Uh, I will find that. Um, so, Let's see if I can find it. It's, it's like it eats you before it eats you. There okay, we go. Um, yeah, uh, it'll change your life forever. Habit forming, mind controlling, life absorbing. You can ne never get enough of the stuff. There's like no ingredient deck on it, and people aren't. And then you, I don't want to. I don't want to tell you more, Charlie, because I think is it like it. I can't get enough of that funky stuff. It is kind of funky. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. It's yeah, funky. it's one of the things right. that never expires. <laughs> I love it. Oh, like spam. Because yeah, it's because exactly. it's not organic. All right. Well, hey, take us home before you and I get into our. Yeah, show. exactly. And then my wife, I, I told her, I'm like, we're doing this. She was like, oh, let me text you. So my wife said, uh, Miss Christine Oxtra, Mrs. Weasley's mince pies and Harry Potter. So very good mince pies. That's very British. That's my wife's wheelhouse. Love uh, mm -hmm. mince. Now, if, I don't know if it's like real mince, like mince meat we get, which is apples and raisins, versus mince in you know the UK, which is probably beef tallow and and more savory elements. We'll find out. Um, and then Bilbo Baggins birthday cake. This is the birthday cake that's like, it's like two stories tall. It's huge. So it makes sense. Oh, terrific. My, my wife loves cake. I'm a pie guy. Yeah. Why weren't those hobbits that much fatter if they ate so much? They were kind of chunky. Like, but, you know, well, all the ones in Lord of the Rings, maybe it's because of all that walking. They're getting all that good cardio. Yeah, they, they, they do move. They do move. Yeah. That's what kept feet. them in shape. Yeah. Oh my God. All right. Well, let me take this on. I've got a few. They're, they're all Star Trek. Not surprising. I started thinking about Star Trek food. Um, and I brought up a list to jog my memory, even though I had a couple of them. Um, the first one I would say from Deep Space Nine, from the planet Bajor, Hasparat, which is a very spicy like burrito. They, they describe it as having brine in it. I don't know that I want to eat something with briny, but what the hell, why not? They do it. And uh, diametrically opposed would be a Cardassian beverage known as Kanar, which when seen poured at Quark's Bar is actually syrup. It's drinking syrup. Drinking which, syrup. If, Sounds refreshing. Which, <laughs> I was going to say, if you watch like Super Troopers, which is a movie Todd hates, um, they, that's something that they do, but yeah, it's pretty much. And then, uh, you know, two from the classics would be from the Klingon Empire. We have Rokeg Blood Pie, which is never seen, but use your imagination. Todd, you're a pie guy, so that one's for you. Yeah. That one is for you. And then the, uh, the classic, it's kind of like French fries. Um, but it's alive. It would be Klingon gach, which is serpent worms served live, and a lot of different mm. varieties of it as well. Mm. Yeah, doesn't that sound good? Are you are you into that? Love I'm it. Love that. it. I Give love it. More. Anyway, props out to Code Forty Seven, where we talk about all things Star Trek. 
Exactly. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Well, I've got a couple, Charlie. So thank you for those. Um, so you know what? I'm going to bring some beverages to the table, uh, just like you did. So I think so butter sweet. beer from Harry Potter is, is, is very oh, good. Very I've actually nice. had that universal studios. Mm. Very tasty. It's kind of like a butterscotch kind of like a, yeah. Drinking soda. butter. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know what? If you're, if you want something a little more sweeter slurm from Futurama, where oh, it was, oh, it's good stuff. <laughs> dispensed by a slurm worm, you know, it was like, you an know, energy drink. I, I'm trying to remember there was some reference in the 2009 JJ Star Trek movie that was, I thought it was like he snuck like a slurm billboard somewhere in the back here, background oh, when uh, when yeah. shuttlecraft was flying out of San Francisco. It feels like that's something I'm remembering, but yeah, mm, slurmy. Um, then we're going, you know, if you want a little bit of something alcoholic, Duff beer, you know, why not? Ooh. Duff man, get your I Thanksgiving want, uh, or, on. Or if you prefer, uh, What's the, the other version that Mo came up with? Doof with the <laughs> or flaming Mo, you know, for that after Doof. cocktail, Charlie, the flaming Mo. Or better, or if you wanted a different one, is Homer said, "What's that beer with all the candy in it?" You know, Skittlebrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you got with the Pawtucket uh, Pawtucket beer from, uh, uh, from oh, the, oh, the Pawtucket Patriot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's there's plenty of beverages for everybody. Um, now, if you want to make it a little healthy, Charlie, Smurfberry pie. So you got the Smurf berries, oh my goodness. get a pie. It's very it tasty. It's, it's fruit. Good to eat. Good to eat. Yep. The filling. Um, and then if you need, you know, I, I think this is where we go over the top. You get your turkey. But this is like the turducken, but just stuff it with Krusty Burgers. With a... <laughs> <laughs> or steamed hams, as we would call them. <laughs> only, only available at the, uh, the Krusty Burger on that offshore drilling rig. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly it has, to be, uh, it has to be flown out exactly yeah so we got like some smurfberry pie why not um and then you know uh, i i think um at that point um i'm trying to think what else we could bring the party you know what if we're going to the peanuts to bring your popcorn uh to the party and right toast <laughs> toast popcorn and toast <laughs> so tasty you know you know oh i think we've got God. it covered off so and you know we haven't talked like the, the i mean I'm assuming the Klingons, they've killed lots of beasts, but I, I think we talked about Porg. That's a good entree. So is right. there any 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 other like big entree we bring to the table? I mean, if you think about, um, like, you know. They, you know, if, if a Klingon will, will slay a Targ, which is essentially like a Chupacabra, but it's the size of a big dog. Uh, that could that could be one. Um, that's the one. Romulan's like a good soup. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> good soup. <laughs> They like a good soup. Uh, you know, and it's funny, I'll look over this this list to see if anything else really jumps right at me. Uh, Vulcans like a good uh, soup. It's called Plomique soup. That's kind of one of their real big ones. And the uh, even even in the, the Dominion, the Vorta, who are the, the servants of the changelings, they like a good Cavanut or a Rippleberry. So there okay. you go. Yes, the Romulans like a good soup. Romulans like, yes, a, a stew or a jumbo mollusk. It's a jumbo mollusk. Yeah. yeah, it's like a like a jumbo shrimp. There you go. Yeah, and and I'm not a fan of mushrooms. I don't like them at all. But you know what? I know some people are. So I'd get one of those mush one up mushrooms from Super Mario Brothers that make you big, or Alice in Wonderland. I guess would be the other appropriate. Yeah. Oh, here's here, and I'll end with this one from the Ferengi, very big species, obviously in DS9 and then TNG. Sluggo Cola, which is like Slurm, so it's kind of like that's a Pepsi to the to the Coke. Slurm or Sluggo Cola, same thing. Exactly. And last one, if you want a dessert or just something after dinner, uh, we would get the um, 
the eggnog from uh, Christmas Vacation, and then we would get right. uh, the chocolate frogs from Harry Potter. Ooh, and one last one on top of that for breakfast, Kardashian fish juice. <laughs> I kid you. you. Reminds you of that episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns is throwing fish guts off a parade float. <laughs> Mary Fishmas. <laughs> oh, we could get Blinky. You know, we could if people like fish, we get Blinky. Oh, you're right. Head Steam of Blinky. Up. Remember that was yeah. There you go. Oh, oh my god. Really? This has been. This was. You know, Todd. I will. I will give you to your credit. You do some comes come out of left field with some crazy ideas. This is. I win. A good catch. Good catch. Well, with that, Todd, that is the program. Uh, where do people find you out there? Uh, follow me at T Oxtra. Uh, right now we're getting to the end of fantasy season, so you're going to see me do a lot of panicky, like, who do I need to play? Because I'm, I'm in first place oh, yeah. now. I got to win. Um, but yeah, doing that, just having a good time. You know, Twitter, don't know if it's going to be around. You know, I'm assuming it will. Right. It's a $44 billion company. So, you know, we'll, we'll probably put some more things out there where you can find us. But you know what? Definitely join our Discord group because that's Please. where we have a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to do more with Discord in the, the next future couple of months. So we want to see people there. And then, you know, Go to our YouTube channel and watch us because I think we're doing a lot of fun stuff there. You better believe it. I'm also over on Twitter for the time being. Uh, at the C3, go ahead and spell it out. I'm really late on Facebook these days, so just kind of forget about that. I'm not on Instagram anymore. But again, I'm totally down with Discord, but I'm kind of I'm kind of in both houses of Congress. I'm over there on the SFU Discord, the Secret Friends Discord, but also uh, for the USS Grand Petoskey, which is the chapter of the Starfleet Star Trek International Fan Club that my wife April and I run here in West Michigan, if you're listening to the sound of my voice, and you live in Michigan and want to know about that, our Discord is a great place to find it. Or better place to start would probably be our website of the same name because we'd love to have you on board. And again, just raised a lot of money for the Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, which is something that's a big focus of what we do. So we'd love to tell you all about it. So that's it for me, friends. As always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you that sharing is caring and to keep on trucking. Be the hero, not the villain. In the truck. Go, go, Power Rangers. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server. Or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.